Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am drunk. Hello, drunk. It's nice to meet you. Uh, I'm Noobles, one of the hosts here on No, Anime you're supposed Podcast. to say I'm dad. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to say I'm dad. <laughs> it was a different joke that was in our DMs today. I hope everyone's doing well. Welcome back to the Anime Trinity Podcast. Uh, by the time this episode goes up, you guys probably will have a plethora, I don't know, a bunch of episodes that just went live onto the Anime Trinity Podcast that were on Apple, Apple, Spotify, Google, all that good shenanigans. Um, Don't ruin the illusion. We're back on track. Nah, we're recorded. giving you that all one, two, those, three, four, five one punch. That's why, it was all that's one why day. he's drunk. Actually, yeah, we, <laughs> whenever you're listening to this, we're, we're live. You're listening we're to live. us. We're live. You're listening to yes. us right now. Totally unscripted. This is a live stream. It doesn't ignore the whole download ahead of time kind of nonsense. It's a live stream. I mean, we could do it live one day in the future. Just I am looking live. forward to the live stream. So. That'll be fun. But anyways, I'm Noobles. I'm here along with Drunk James. Good evening, or morning, afternoon. What do the VTubers say? I'm deep in hell. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a cry for apparently. Hello, I'm Mehdi, and uh, good day or night to you. And I'm Nico, and it is a good day, because I never have to watch God of High School again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're talking about today the god of high school the final episode just aired on crunchyroll uh muse asia for those in southeast asia and broadcasting in japan episode 13 just concluded and we're gonna dive into the god of high school if you have not watched it uh of course we're gonna dive into some spoilers that happened in the anime but those who are not familiar uh it's a anime adaptation done by mappa based on the popular korean uh, webcomic that's published on webtoon the synopsis goes along the lines of Jinbiri has uh, proclaimed himself the strongest high schooler. His life changes when he's invited to participate in the Gata High School uh, tournament to determine the strongest high schooler of them all. And he's told that if he wins, any wish he makes will be granted. But of course, all the participants involved are very strong as well too, wanting to get their wish granted. And uh, that becomes the big uh, lie of the season that is no longer, you know, the, the strong is no longer a high school tournament. So that's what we get. Yeah, so heads up for all you listening. Uh, we did a uh, a pretty entertaining, I mean, not to toot my own horn here, but we did a pretty good entertaining week-by-week kind of review. So I would recommend we did. that you either watch the show or you or you go and read our reviews or do both. Um, both is preferable. Both is preferable. Is. But if you can't make it through the show, just read <laughs> our reviews uh, and then come back and listen to us because and- we're going to be talking a little bit about that. And we're going to be having this podcast under the assumption that you know what happened mm-hmm. in the show roughly if you can't make it through our reviews then i commend your courage for listening to us unedited well less edited no that's unedited. right We're unedited live i forgot unedited you can God, take a break unedited. now riala you don't have to do anything <laughs> no editing required by riala at all and if you read between um, the lines on some of those reviews you can kind of see the mo- the moment when everyone's kind of slowly breaking and it wasn't exactly episode four that's the spoiler you got to figure out go go back and read them figure out which Look, one lisa you can see the exact <laughs> moment his heart breaks exactly <laughs> which, which episode broke us individually yeah. i hope it doesn't Who come broke when? That's the point. That's what we're going to decide yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I wasn't breaking to begin with because I'm strong. Quack <laughs> <laughs> is unbreakable. I'm unbreakable. JoJo's Bizarre but... Adventure Part 4. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, either way, we're going to dive straight into the anime. Um, as many of you know, it's done by MAPPA, animation production. Uh, they've been known for doing a lot of fantastic anime, and including Banana Fish, Zombieland Saga, uh, Kakaguri. Uh, Sadazanmai, and there's probably other shows that are really important and forgetting. They're going to work on Attack on Titan and the new Jujutsu Kaisen anime adaptation that's coming out. Um, but also, uh, I do recommend checking out the behind-the-scenes podcast, uh, not b- podcast, behind-the-scenes documentary that was released by Crunchyroll. It's Episode Extra. Really good, awesome episode just diving into how the process became what it is, and a great interview with the director, uh, Sung Ho Park, I think is his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. Yeah, if you're interested oh, yeah, at all in anime production, watch the behind the scenes because not a lot of behind the scenes content is made available, especially to like English speaking audiences. So oh, yeah. take what you mm-hmm. can get. It's fantastic. Definitely recommend that. But either way, got a high school. We had very high hopes. Um, it was a strong start. 
Did we have uh, high hopes or did we go in with zero expectations? I want to say it was the zero Actually, expectations. Yeah. And then, like, the first, like, episode with the bike scene, we're just like, whoa, this is really fun. And, like, then I think that was where our initial hope was set at. Yeah, I, I went in with not knowing what to expect because I'd never so much as glanced at the source material. I think uh, in a common trend here, James and Nubles have both dabbled with it. Yeah, for Tower of God and God of High School, I've I've read a little bit of it. So both of those, I had had this like vague idea of what was going on, but at the same time, this was these 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 uh, webcomic adaptations are kind of breaking some new ground here in terms of what's getting adapted. So I tried to make sure that I didn't have any biases going in because who knows what was going to happen. Right. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a for me. It was. Oh God, I don't remember how many years it was since i read the the webtoon it was kind of just da- dabbling on the internet i did read tower of god but eventually was remembering more of that god of high school was such a distant memory that i forgot certain things that happened besides the beginning which is why i was like oh yeah this was i remember reading it and enjoying it a lot i remember reading god of high school i know when it was it was my sophomore year of college uh because oh one of my friends had got it was like i read webtoons and i think you'll like them you should give it a give it a check you know check it out and i did and i i I got reasonably far into it and then eventually (laughs) i stopped reading for the dumbest reason which is my account got logged off of my tablet and i couldn't remember my login (laughs) credentials anymore so i just stopped (laughs) reading everything so for those of you keeping track at home uh so Quack and James both read the source material. Did Medi read the source material? No, I'm I'm illiterate. That's like Sweet. my whole thing. Okay, here. you're you're on. That's why now. that's why <laughs> Medi watches anime is because he can't read. Yeah, because yeah. I, I went into it not knowing the source material at all. I think the only thing that I think stuck out was the fact that like high school was in the title, which kind of gave me like a slight okay. negative bias. But like, well, here's the thing: if anything. That led to me being disappointed because I was unironically hoping to have some of the setting be in a in high, high school. school. <laughs> like high school there after school street fights. Classroom. Where, like classmates are shooting Kamehameha. Not a single other. protagonist desk in the corner with the window with his hair clearly distinct from the rest of the classroom. Just none of that. <laughs> you just wanted yeah, there anime was... fight club. <laughs> I mean, I would have taken of. anime fight club. Yeah, there was. That's true. There was not a. I don't think there was a single scene that was actually like shot at a high school. But it wasn't a webtoon though. He he was going to school. Right? All right, all right. Ball. Listen here. We're gonna. Ha- I'm gonna nip this on the bud right now because you bring up a good point there, Nubles. Mm-hmm. We have throughout our reviews and throughout this show coming out gotten comments going. If you read the webtoon, this, that, and the <laughs> other. We are coming at this as anime-only viewers, because half the people on this podcast right now are anime-only viewers. If you hand me, I'm going to borrow a a metaphor that I think Nick did earlier, if you hand me a bad hamburger and tell me that if I had read the menu, it would be a better burger, I would punch (laughs) you in the face. I think I said that. You did. You you used specific brands, but I wasn't going to start throwing in comments on which fast food chain makes better burgers. But don't worry. If you have any complaints, remember to send Send them them to at at Konochiyoda. He's the yeah. point of yeah. our... I can't that, say that, it without a straight face anymore. Bit. We need a new bit. No, I'm this sorry. is the bit now. I've, I've already updated that. my Twitter profile. <laughs> we can... Well, if we do, like, ten podcast episodes in the same day, and I'm sure everyone will totally listen to, like, ten hours of us back-to-back, then it works. Absolutely. He did update it. It says writer and semi-official <laughs> complaint department for any trend. I mean, I'm anyway. already getting toasted <laughs> by just saying that, um, like, the show is carried by the Manwa viewers. Like, I, I don't... Okay. I think this would have been overlooked if it wasn't... Um, didn't have the source material following. For sure. Yeah. If this Which was an anime original, it would have yeah. been dropped and forgotten. I, I have seen... I don't think it's as common or as supported of a take, but I have seen some response to... Um, any of our less than you know stellar ecstatic reviews that people taking issue with the show actually are the manhua readers who are annoyed they're like hey they cut this and this and this you know i Mm. want it to be accurate but that Mm. if you're an anime only and don't know what you're missing it's totally great that is not the case 
And we are a living testament to that. And it's still, <laughs> like, just as confusing, even with yeah, the cuts. That kind of goes into, like, our main, one of our themes is, like, with the pacing issue itself. Um, it's so bad. How many chapters did they adapt in 13 episodes? Or attempt to adapt? I want to say 120, 140-ish. Bro! And Tower of God was, like, around 60, 70, I think. So you're trying mm. to adapt twice as much material in the same amount yeah, of space. Yeah, it was... The creative decision to do that, it makes me wonder. Um, and that's the big elephant in the room. Pacing, yeah, everyone gets it. It, it, it was definitely over, over... I can't even put my words because I was just so frustrated. It, it was all over the place. It's it's bonkers because normally if one aspect of the production suffers a little bit, you can still kind of like Remedy put some praise. Bit? Like it, it's, it's so very rare when one screw-up demolishes an entire show. Well... And, I think that's Sorry, the not case. To cut you off. That's fine. Go for it. I think it makes sense because what felt screwed up. I mean, we can take as much many gripes as we want with the source material or the writing, which is that transcends the anime itself. But I think issue is the pacing, and along with that, the direction, and that is literally the vehicle for how you deliver all of the other aspects. And so I will say right here, as I've said many times before, I love a lot of the music and most of yeah. the animation is stellar as well. There's so many great individual aspects about God of High School, but the way it was packaged and, you know, served to me on a plate, I guess it's like an inside out sandwich where it's like, bro. <laughs> it's kind of like, well, I, mean, I think that's a good way. It's, it's a sandwich. Oh, like you're being served a platter, right? Yeah, you got some amazing hors d'oeuvres right here, or, you know, caviar, but next to it is a pile of, you know, inedible tomatoes or something. I don't know. Oh, no, it's a bowl of soup for you, man. Stop pooping in my food. <laughs> so, you ain't gonna touch that because there's, you know, it's just like, ah, right. by the way, yeah, 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 yeah. soup. So. It, it's like they oh, got yeah, all no, of my yeah. favorite foods, but then they turned them all into in soup. soup. <laughs> <laughs> Can we not? For those not aware, Medi has a chronic and pathological hatred for soup. It's become a bit of a meme. I mean, I'm sure someone listening out there can relate to, like, strong, uh... Opinions what's the word? about soup. No, there's, a uh, Hot takes? Se- se- <laughs> no, sensory sensitivities. That's what I'm boiling mm, this down to. Texture. Because I... It, it very much is related okay. to that. And, uh... Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, I don't like um, my food being liquid while also warm and savory. That's just gross. So... Okay, so trying to move, keep on pace with the, the main topic. On our notes, we say episode one through three. Really strong start. Oh, yeah. Why yes. was that so such a strong part? Like, I kind of want to be like, to di- understand why the show falls apart. Like, what did we see in these first three episodes? I think of the bike scene. That bicycle chase scene was I the think... thing that initially sold me on this show. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, it, it's one of those scenes where it's like the perfect, like, yeah, you can turn your brain off because they're just chasing the simple objective. It's guy on the bike. They're actually going out of their way. It's, it's pretty over the top where like how Maury's catching up to the yeah. guy on the motorcycle on his own bike. It tells you just how strong he is just off of that single motion. Um, and then also it kind of shows Mira's power level too. You get her introduction. She's just like, okay, no time to explain. I'm coming with you. Jumps on his back. And it's got this crazy spectacle. And then Dewey shows up and punches him. (laughs) (laughs) Punches the living heck out of him. Um, And that already sets up all three of your characters, like, in one thing. Like, this is, like, how strong they are and why they're all going to be in the tournament. But there's really not much that goes on with these characters outside of that opening scenes, you know? Um, We get some introductory stuff. Like... We go one through three as a strong start. I think episode one mm-hmm. had the strongest start, and then episode two didn't necessarily drag it down. It may not have been as action-packed, but we kind of dismissed that as the, it's time to get some exposition out here, put some information about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think we got that. Um, episode three at the end of it, though, was, or not even the end of it, episode three was when I think the the cracks really began to show. When they were like, oh, um, we have superpowers, actually. It's not... Because at that point, like, you're just you're just seeing martial arts, martial arts focus. Um, the animation lends itself really well because they took a lot of time on the animation. 
Um, yeah, but, those fights were like the 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 opening, the first couple fights. We got it. It's everything I wanted in an anime fight. Yeah, yeah. Even like episode two, I think the strong strongest fight, well, like or the, at least the strongest impact I felt because I feel like the big thing that um, this anime did was like the hits have impact when they're based on the martial arts. Like you, you punch it, you feel um, the strength in the motion. Um, it's the scene where Go Gamdo, the Tai Chi guy who everyone probably forgot because he's only in the one episode, <laughs> and Gong <laughs> Mansuk, who's the strong guy, who's the bad uh, delinquent guy. He's and he yeah. was in two episodes. He's, he's in two episodes and then discarded. Ooh, two um, episodes. There's that part where he's like about to do like the heel um, kick right onto Go's face, and like it's that moment where you're like, oh wow, like ooh, like because you're you're kind of bracing yourself for that impact to hit the way how he kind of raises his um, his heel. Um, and then with the stands, it's like or stands or chariot, whatever you want to call them. I don't even want to call them stands. Like it's not even like yeah, that sta- is a disservice to. It's a, a disservice work. to stands. Stands have limits. Um, go, moving back, the powers themselves in chariot, you don't get that impact in the animation. I feel like you end up losing it. Like I lost sense of scale on how to perceive everyone's power based on the motions. Does anyone yeah. else kind of like feel that or like kind of get what I'm saying? That? I think yeah. that like the, the interesting thing is it went from like, and this is just, I don't know. This is like what I expected based on the title when I was delivered. When I heard God of High School and it's like, it's a fighting tournament. I was like, okay, cool. We're going to get some tight martial arts fights. And, and then that's what was kind of delivered at the beginning. It was okay. It's just two, it's just two people beating the crap out of each other in a wrestling ring you know, with focus on the actual fighting itself, you can kind of see the impacts that they're having on other people. And by the time we were getting to the, by the time we got to the end of the show, it was all cartoon superpowers. Nothing meant anything anymore because as soon as somebody whipped out their magic, oh, this is my superpower, then somebody else is going to show up and be like, well, this is mine. And it just, how do I? to, To its credit, I think even in the final episode, you still had some really cool close combat. Yeah. Or no. And that's almost what frustrates me more is because I know that they could do it at the beginning and the show didn't forget that it could do it at the end. So why didn't it continue to give me what I wanted? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that whole power creep issue. Everyone betray me. I fed up with this world. <laughs> I mean, at, at that point, it's like the entire premise or the writing of the just the source material, which I mean, there's issues with it. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But even though I'm not, even though I watched it blind, I want to judge the anime more as what it did well or poorly as an anime adaptation. And I mean, right. everything you said about the first few episodes, a lot of it is just the actual contents, you know, and the lack of convoluted superpowers. But I also think pacing wise, like back then, there was just less to process. There was. You know, you said episode one, it's okay, here's a bike scene, here's a villain, we're gonna catch him, the robbery, the tournament's gonna start. Episode two, we're introduced to Gogando, and he fights the bad guy, and then Mori intervenes. Not a ton happens on paper, but because of that, the way they chose to direct this anime with, like, just super quickly, everything is just chop, chop, chop. Um, It makes that exciting. What goes on in later episodes, I think, is they try to cram so many events so much going on that coupled with the direction that's super fast and all over the place we just get absolutely lost yeah it's like characters are introduced shortly gone uh yeah and and so like yeah we'll let noobles talk Uh, well i mean i think nick is spot on case in point we were building you know we got the first few episodes and then you dive into episode four and you got this random businessman that wants to marry mira and he's gone and does he ever reappear i don't know he's just a he's just a nameless like well he probably has a name but oh so jade we have to look it up because we we literally (laughs) cannot remember anybody from this show except for the the main three and mujin park everybody else gets an opio i can remember characters like gogando and mommy sean you know like early characters that were just in the simple little tournament that didn't matter in the long term at all we didn't see them ever again mm-hmm. but with how the earlier episodes like i guess the first three or so were 
directed, I was like, okay, I see these characters, and I like them, and I care about them because the episodes they're in and how they're presented just portrays them really well. I'm interested in them. I hope I see more of them. And then they're gone. So I got tricked into caring about these characters. But then all of the, like, important story beats and, like, major villains supporting characters, or even our main three at times, I just we didn't get anything interesting about them. Like there wasn't time for them anymore. Also, can, just... we, can we talk about real quick? Um, speaking of like our main characters, not getting development. Can we talk about episode four? Yeah. Let's and how <laughs> it was the, I want to talk about it because it's the, it, it very much felt like it was because in episode three, if you look at our, if you go and read our episode review, uh, you'll talk, <laughs> you'll, you'll see how we mentioned that like Mira gets kind of, like backburnered because like mori gets yeah, yeah, yeah. mori gets a fight dewi gets a fight we get some and in oh, each of those yeah. fights you get some flashbacks into their motivations why they're fighting what their wish is and mira is just like there and i felt not great about that because it was like okay so you've got this team where you got these three friends that's two guys and one girl and the guys are getting these these fight scenes and these chances to show who they are and what they're fighting for and Mira kind of doesn't get anything. And then episode four happened, and it was like a Mira-focused episode, and I was so excited. I was like, cool, they didn't forget about her. They're going to give her her chance to shine in the spotlight. And then the spotlight was this ugly brown color that made everything a mess. It was <laughs> the, the wedding subplot, which shows up, is dealt with, and then is never relevant again at all. I think we had Manwa um, readers on record saying that the wedding episode was was like the worst arc in the whole series, like in general. So like maybe it was a blessing having them like skip through it as fast as possible. (laughs) And that's what I thought. That was my like my sense of denial. My hope was like, this is an exception. It's a sharp drop off, but it's going to get better from here. And it did. Five was pretty good in a way. Episode yeah. six or so, I was really in denial, thinking like, eh, yeah, it's kind of okay. And then when seven happened, I was like, okay, I've lost confidence in the show. <laughs> it's it's messy. Mm. Doesn't make sense. And then they had the audacity to have some really good, like, visuals and fight scenes in episodes, I want to say nine and ten or around there. Like, there's just these brief little glimmers of hope. Again, it was always keeping me kind of hoping, but... All in all, a mess. That's the main point we're getting across. I guess the main, yeah, because we, we kind of described it as the canary in the coal mine for the story. Um, what's to tell you about the characters, though? Because, like, I guess my main thing with the wedding um, arc was that it kind of sidetracks Mira's character herself. Like, it's like she starts out learning she doesn't need the sword after her other fights. She's been, like, so much more successful without her sword. And then she gets beaten up at the very end of the episode by Dewey, and you're like, "Oh wow, she oh, learned yeah. a she learned a great lesson." It was like it was like they had a really friendship moment, and then like the next scene is her getting beat up by her friend, and I'm like, "Wow, that was a, that was like three steps back." Yeah, and, they they spent all this time being like, "You're strong without your sword. You can do this. Be a lady boss." And then she gets the crap kicked out of her, and then the episode ends yeah. like it just cliffhangers on her getting dumpstered. Well, not only we that... haven't even talked about the fact that the sword came back. Yeah, yeah she that's gets true. the sword yeah. back. Like... Because it, it was also setting up, like, some big plot element or so, it seemed. But it wasn't. Like... Oh, boy. Oh, God. Why? Why is the sword? It's just, <laughs> it's so much setup with absolutely no payoff. And the issue is that it happens again and again and again. Yeah, that's exactly right. But, the other part of it. But us, you go close. At the same time, I think... It, it it was a little bit of glimmer with Dewey. Like I feel like we we got to learn more with Dewey despite there being very few exposition. You kind of got a gist of where Dewey is coming from and where he's fighting and why he's doing those things afterward as well too. And in that situation, less was good and we got it. It, it, it was, was, it was great. The, the, the issue was though, I think as James was starting to say, that he kind of hijacked two episodes in a row from Mira. Mm-hmm. And that was represented perfectly by him just beating her up at the end this is, like, this is my show metaphor now connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah very great connection also my my thing was like uh, we're doing this no knowing you know you've watched the show where you just don't care about us talking about pop points daewee's whole motivation is i'm gonna save my best friend when i win the fight and then his best friend dies 
and he technically has no motivation to continue anymore. And, and like, other than maybe like, his Parker friendship with the people he's known for yeah. like uh, three days. But that was the whole thing. Park is like, so are you still gonna fight? <laughs> Your friend died. We couldn't save him. And he goes like, well. I guess I like these two okay, so I'll keep fighting. Why not? Yeah, these two that I've known for maybe a week is very, de- are definitely just as valuable as this friend that I've had for years. Very questionable motivation, I mean, with the characters. I mean, I mean, in general, I think most of the characters were pretty flat or had, like, one or two quirks. Um, can we talk about Commissioner kind of... T-, T? Was his name T? Yes, I loved All Commissioner, right. announcer T. Wait, that was the announcer. Yeah, announcer he was my announcer favorite T. character design. Cool. I love his pointy nose. <laughs> I just felt he was such a wasted opportunity, you know. That was it, that's the whole story is like it's the, the it's all this setup with no payoff. Yeah, they basically explain okay, Commissioner T actually was blind, blinded by Mira's father with the sword. Not Mira's father, just a practitioner of the sword style. Practitioner of the sword. Well, that's fair, but we can style. assume her progenitor. Progenitor with the sword. Um, he's got. He's a family man. He's got a wife and kid. Um, we learned that in about five minutes. Um, in one conversation, and then he dies. And then he dies. And I'm like, oh, no! It's not that he dies. He, we think he dies, and then it is revealed in the next episode that as in, but no, in fact, one of the judges has a magic puppet power, and it was in fact the puppets that died, and well, he, he died, no, but his he wife died. and kid are no, totally okay. Okay, yeah, no, that was like another one of those like, oh, yeah, because he went back and killed the wife and kid off screen. Yeah, then it's like the villain told us the viewers literally he wasn't talking to anybody else. He told us the viewers, ha ha, I killed those people last episode. Like, it's such That's a how you know I'm a villain. He was like. The most interesting character setup out of all of these people, because like they spend maybe a minute on each character, not even like a sentence. Like you could break down like half of the people they fight into like probably like five words. Except like, for the early episodes where they give them like a whole episode on Gogando and Gangman Sook, and I'm like, these guys are interesting. I want to see. More. I mean, it's like guy with Never. that. He he wants to he wants to perfect his theory old high schooler guy who's 40 he's like i fight for nakama and then the other like it's just so like and honestly i liked those guys more than our main three in many ways absolutely they're they're giving that episode cut in and out of their fight and whatever the hell else was going on that episode and we just didn't see any of them so why did they even spend the time on their backstory i don't know i think the biggest offender was jagel i mean i think that like the whole his whole backstory kind of well, turned him right. into a clown for me because it was just like oh so he, he was, was such a... he was such a scary villain and then it turns out that his motivation was I don't want to be a loser it's like you've got to <laughs> he's a major villain so we should care about him he gets a lot of screen time but I didn't really get any chance to compare it to some one off like enemy of the week characters I will give props to park ilpio specifically he wasn't so bad his crew i didn't really get to like to learn about or care they've all about got magic powers none of us remember park's what they accessories, do they're all, but... they're all linked to jagel because he like hurt them because he's yeah angry. <laughs> it's like they're all props to jagel being a villain but we don't know anything about jagel himself really yeah i think um, the frustrating thing for me was was uh especially with the commissioners was the commissioners have these super neat powers. I'm like that. That's awesome. Um, and then they, the show goes, but we're not going to tell you what those powers are until we need to use those powers to do something plot relevant. So well, you're okay. going to have zero warning about who does what to save the day. That isn't always the worst in my opinion. Like you can have cool context relevant, like, ah, this is what this person does. And it's this true. is how I'm organically seeing it, but there's way too much that's inorganic. Yeah, but the thing that bothers me, for example, was, like, we see blue-haired secretary lady, uh, voiced by Asami Tano. I'm dabbing, you can't tell, but I am. Uh, and, like, we see her a lot because she, you know, is, like, basically there at the side of of Mujin Park, and we're like, okay, cool, she's a commissioner. We see that the green-haired one, Commissioner Q, I think, has magic powers. You can kind of infer that, oh, all the other commissioners probably have magic powers. But then, like... We don't know what blue-haired lady's magic power is until it's basically in an offhand comment. Oh yeah, no, she saved the wife and kid from being dead because she's <laughs> a magic puppet person. And it's Here's like the thing. You... <sighs> it's like 
the more I look at it, I mean, Mira having a conversation with the announcer was technically relevant for her learning something that until she gets her sword back. Hardly, she hardly really applied. But it's like meeting those characters and then being told they were killed off, and then being told, never mind, they weren't killed off. It just served absolutely zero purpose. It serves absolutely was, zero purpose, and it really it. it makes you not care about anyone because it's like well if they're just going to do that with this character who's to say that they're not just going to do that with literally everybody yeah um a realization that dawned on me just now as we're going through these back and forth because as we're talking about these different characters like jiggle aop and whatnot and we're learning about them in the later episodes between 6 to 12 and 13 we're getting small flashbacks here and there small flashbacks. i began to realize like that's just the webtoon structure we are like and when you do read webtoon, that's actually how it is structure wise, and I wonder, you know, like it was, it would have been a struggle for the anime adaptation, and I do kind of feel bad for them too because I believe that it's tough to poise things. You know, excuse me, it's tough to piece everything together and deciding when to insert certain things, especially when oftentimes anime ad- adaptations they want to be faithful to the mm-hmm. source material. Well, so as a result, certain flashbacks are weirdly placed, but when you're reading it, I think it may make sense but again uh not not to you know we are very and we are anime watchers only but it just kind of goes back to webtoon i remember reading webtoons where you're given one line and then eventually later all of a sudden you learn more about these other things later and they all start to piece together and oftentimes you're left with cliffhanger chapters too so well yeah but you mentioned like you're given one line and then it explained later sometimes you don't even get the line and sometimes you don't get the explanation or you get (laughs) and it's really weak (laughs) yeah um, it and, is. And that's, that's a fair point, but I do think the anime can, and in some cases even did, like, adapt to the medium very well. Because I know for a fact they changed the beginning a lot, but the beginning we yeah, got for the did. anime worked really well it as worked. an introductory episode, in our yeah. opinion. And, I mean, it's it's a really difficult jigsaw puzzle to rearrange, I'm sure. But, I mean, we definitely think they bit off more than they could chew in terms of amounts to adapt and Definitely. I don't know the source material, so I don't know what better ending point there could have been. Yeah, but, yeah that's that's the tough part, um, too. We, we were, it was just something I realized. Sorry. No, I, I mean, that's, that that's very and... fair. We were kind of like going off a, a list of characters at this point. Um, I have to give a shout out to Commissioner Q because he's actually yes. somewhat consistent and he remains simple. And simplicity is what I started missing the most. This plot just got after so nice. Yeah. <laughs> Broke man and... desperate for a paycheck is relatable, and it is always yeah. It, Which... It's relatable and it's consistent for him. He he gets also he kind of just gets the most talking time out of all the commissioners. I mean, he's the only commissioner that I actually like remember ever. Yeah. Remember his magic letter? For... Like it's like they fought. Um, there was the one where they had the fight in the arena, and then there was like a fight between Knox. And there was, like, three people from Knox, and, like, none of them are in any episodes after that point. <laughs> I don't even remember or their before. names. Do we even have the notes on the names? I don't... We have yes. it written down Priest on who they Exel were. Priest, and Priest Saturn. Saturn versus Commissioner Q. <laughs> yep. We had to look this what up because we forgot. We were like, oh, yeah, there was even a... mentioned in the show? I think yes, a lot yeah. of the names are mentioned in the episode descriptions, but not the show, which is kind of hilarious. We learned so much. If you so read the episode, the episode descriptions, description. even after watching the episode, you're like, Ooh. "Oh, so that's his name." Yeah. Like, isn't uh, Jiggles? Knew... Isn't Jiggles? Um. Uh, Cherryok Jack the Ripper or something like that. Like one of the Cherryoks yeah, is Jack the Ripper, but it's no, never mentioned. No, I don't think it was Jiggles. It was someone else. I thought somebody has no, Jack the I Ripper, but it's oh. never mentioned in the show. We only know that. That might have been the guy who blew himself up, or was that a different one? I don't know. Let me read the synopses that we've got on our. Maybe articles. it was Doremi Fasoratito. It was not. Uh, <laughs> don't say those words. Uh, it's Gwimgi. Gwimgi, that guy. Gwimgi calls upon his. Who Jerry is Oppen. that? Who is he? Yeah, who is Gwimgi? Oh, I, I think know. Morty fought him. He's the no, no. He's the one that fought Il Pio. Oh. Back in episode oh. eight. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is when Dewey is the one that interferes in the He's... match this time. Oh yeah, yes. which was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will give some shout outs to the the comedic timing was pretty good at some points. Mainly in the early episodes, but there were little glimpses later on like uh I think it was episode 8, but Mira's 
getting all dramatic, like, Mori, you can't jump in and interfere with the fight again. I know you're going to. He's like, no, yeah, I got you, but, uh, but what about behind him? you already up there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was very good movie. comedy. Uh, I think the funniest thing I'm, I'm rereading this here is, uh, is, is the flashback for LPO, because we get LPO's flashback in that episode, and I think all of us agree that that was actually pretty well put together. Like, it was well-timed. It, oh, it yeah. summed up mm-hmm. what we needed. Which, we again, is flashbacks. the frustrating... Which, again, is the frustrating thing, because every time we raise a complaint, it's, well, not every time, but a majority of the time that we raise a complaint, it's not necessarily because it did something, well, it's always because it did something poorly, but it's because, (laughs) it's because they did it poorly after demonstrating to us that they could do it correctly. Like, our, our action scenes we got really early on that impressed us and wowed us and we really liked. And then sometimes, and then it just kind of like fell apart. We're like, but it was good before. Why is it not good now? And then like the flashbacks that a lot of us had an issue with or thought were distracting. And then the show just comes out and presents a well-timed flashback in terms of where it cuts in the story and how long it is and what the information needs to convey is. And then cuts back to where it needs to be like, it's done all the things correctly at one point or another. But the fact that it can't do it consistently drives me up the wall. Yeah, I know when episode four first burned me, I literally wrote like, oh, oops, every single thing I praised about this show last week backfired on me. So I was like, I like that the direction is fast paced and jumps around. And I'm like, oh, this yeah, is bad. Yeah, I remember that. But we were then, like, yeah, I love this fast pace. Oh, hold on, we need to slow down. It kind of oh, went no. the opposite where it's like, okay, it's doing all these things wrong. I give up. But then it's like, okay, okay, but consider this good thing this episode. And I'm like, okay, dang it, you got me. Can you stay good? No, the ca- the calzones betrayed me. <laughs> Sorry, so, where's that from? That's from uh, that's from Parks and Rec. Oh, oh, we're not cultured. <laughs> I, I, I started to watch. We don't that. watch three D American anime here. Sorry about that. No, there's a scene where they basically one of the guys loves calzones and then he eats a bunch of mini calzones and gets food poisoning immediately afterwards. That's relatable. I'll happen to us once or twice. I, I don't think so. I've actually ever had food poisoning. I guess looking back on episode four, I was like, that was like the first time I was writing, so I didn't want to be like, hey, this is the worst show ever, because at that point, I didn't I didn't think that. I think it was more like later on down the line. I want to say my turning point was like the episode after the day we fight, because I felt like that was the peak for me of like... Episode... That was episode five, five was the peak. I think he's thinking of episode six. That, that's where he lost. Episode six, I think, is the one, yeah. Or seven. Like six, I was like, okay, this is really weak because they introduced the guy and the, they introduced T J-Bone. and then kill yeah, him and then it's like it's kind of whatever because it was a, like a palette reset episode and then episode 7 it was just like he had one fight with the commissioners and Knox that like didn't really matter and had almost no consequence and then you had like the arena fight and it's just constantly cutting back and forth and yeah. back and forth and I'm like stop you're interrupting my action like I can't yeah, and turn it's, my it's brain off it was, cutting, it was cutting back and forth between the pure martial arts that we enjoyed earlier and the magic superpowers that we generally did not like as much. Yeah, and you, you knew that they were going to get it now. I mean, if you didn't look at the key art or any of the promotional stuff, you probably wouldn't have known the superpower thing was a thing. Except for, like, the fact that the opening scene, like, they slap an island, so... Like, you're already, <laughs> yeah. like, very much, okay, oh, there's the going to be superpowers. I still don't know who was on that island and why it mattered, or why... Oh, just some fat politicians, you know, because all... message. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. You got to scare President Robert Downey Jr. That's fair. I, yeah, I don't know Robert anyone's Downey motivations. Jr. I'll be real. Like, I don't understand the clown organization. I don't understand the little spooky <laughs> cult guy. Like, it's just... Can someone explain to me, like, what this, like, weird Illuminati war is happening? Attack in... and dethrone God. They're just gonna fight with God? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, we've been ignoring half of the title. We complained there was no high school. There are, in fact, many gods in this show. There are that, too true. many. Go- well, I, I was are there? One because a bunch one. of the Cheriok no. people are like just dudes. No, no, I don't just mean that. I mean they literally Nox tried to summon their god, so to speak. That's true. Yeah, but wouldn't it be? Yeah, yeah, it's true. God of high school singular. There is one god in the but show. But there's dispute over whose god is false. And... <laughs> it's yes, religion. Between... Some kind of commentary. Come join between Anime Trending for their park. quarterly Bible study session. <laughs> Please, no, I don't want to do a Bible study session. Like, the- now, I mean, that's funny because, wait, that's actually hilarious because they're called Priest Exo and Priest Saturn. Yeah, they're yeah. literally Hold a religious up. cult. Wait, they are. They're trying religious. to summon their god. It doesn't get more clear than that. 
they just they just don't like all the other gods i guess it's their god is the bestest so they're they're yeah, on a crusade yeah I, I guess yeah yeah i get yeah i would say yeah probably days full yeah as we try to go through this plot and i say plot very loosely i'm like <laughs> we've bounced around so much and in a meta sense that is just so telling of this show like we don't know how yeah. to follow it cleanly because the show didn't present it to us cleanly and we just kind of talked about different points that happened here and there it's not the easiest to follow and that ended up being my biggest complaint is that there ended up being too much in this show less could have been more and less was more in the earliest episodes yeah and you're definitely not wrong like i wanted to get excited each time we watched the episode like the opening was great the ending song was fantastic that yeah the ed was great and i listened to that music a lot like it was it's very it's a great way to wrap up the episode it was just well done um but also it's just even that's like what <laughs> do i feel like it was a good ra- i mean after watching it's kind of like oh hmm yeah, I think about this. <laughs> we went from we went from looking forward to watching the episodes to dreading it. I wouldn't say dreading it, but it was definitely a bit of what are they gonna do this week that we won't know what to expect. Yeah. I, I hit a point where I'm like, okay, I can't be disappointed anymore. I will just watch and be <laughs> somewhat amused by the chaos. But one of the weeks I most felt that I believe was episode nine or ten, one of those two, and I'm like, wait. I like this episode. This is kind of hype. And I'm like, they got me again. Yeah. Episode, oh. episode 9 and 10 was really good. That was uh, the Eopio Jimuri fight, yep. uh, essentially. Well, also, Mira getting and, her um, Chariok. Oh, yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Mira a really Chariok, brief yeah. fight, but it was cool. It was cool, and it had a silly it had a silly, almost naked man in it, which amused me. Oh, speaking of oh, yeah. Mira getting her Chariok, can we talk about how Dewey got his off screen? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Wait, what? <laughs> Is that how it happened was... in the? Yeah, he the just comment? shows up and has it. That's pretty funny. Though. Was that like episode it... 11, 12? Like he's just oh, like, oh yeah, I have him I saving will, it I will for later. That and because she didn't really use it in any fight, it didn't come up. It was just a plot device to have uh, Ilpio's friends slash cousins slash whoever oh, yes. not die. In which we learned that they were cousins through the synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I missed it. In no, the I don't think it was but... ever. I think. I'm trying to remember okay, if there it? was anything in the dialogue, like even uh, even me with my base Japanese skills. I think I have enough knowledge. I of thought the translation the was family. Bad. Like, the translation. So there was the, a couple yeah. things where one you of, get the kind of like mm-hmm. older sister, or older brother, like you know that kind of like familial thing that Onichan kind of. Oh boy, I feel weird saying that, but like you can that'll, say son. <laughs> that'll be that'll be applied to characters that aren't necessarily, um, you know, like blood related. But it's this term oh, yeah. of a kind of endearment or familiarity. But that sometimes gets lost in translation, and I know that that happened in this case. But even then, there is not kind of a slang familiar term for cousins that can't also be translated as something else. Like there was no clear indicator. I never got the vibe that there was like particularly bad translation from my also like intermediate ish level of japanese but oh i wasn't gonna call it a bad translation i'm saying that that's a particular situation where things are easily lost in translation depending on how the translator decides to go about it but you you do very interesting uh little things you notice when the source material uh, especially including all the names a lot of the terms is korean but then the anime is Japanese voice acting and then English subtitles and that double layer or sometimes they just skip the Japanese intermediary and translate directly from Korean like to the subtitles. Like you get some interesting discrepancies. That's true. It, 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 it definitely it happened, could have happened too. Some, it, it happened, yeah. I think what happened f- during the episode when we were watching it was I think someone said something some like Oni some like that honorific mm-hmm. and you were addressing an older Again, I, I'm not familiar with Japanese, so I apologize. Like, the older brother, older sister, something like that. And I think Ilpio said it, and then we realized, like, wait, they're blood-related. What? Mm-hmm. And we didn't realize... Or not... Yeah, blood-related in some way. Like family of some Well, I mean, yeah, I, I'm yeah. not exactly an expert on Japanese culture, but I know very, like, firmly that you... People can and do address just... Not even people they know, but, like, strangers. Like, if I'm... Oh, yeah, yeah. If, if, I, if I have a dude 
say I'm, I'm a small child <laughs> and some dude on the street that looks like he's a teenager or like a man of his young 20s helps me out, I'll be like, ah, thanks, Onisan, you know? And his like 30s or so, I'd say Oji-san and then G-san for an old man. <laughs> yeah, but, but if, if, if I called you Oni-chan, you, you would look at me weird, Maddie. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you wouldn't call me because we're the same age, except I'm a month older and <laughs> you had to bring that bow to our senpai, ha, old senpai old bow i guess oh my god but yeah that, that's the thing it's like i guess if anything it might be that they do that for strangers like if you don't know the name but if you're familiar with them and right, you say right, right. name and then follow up with onisan or nesan then it does seem like you mean literal brother or sister yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it was used as it, I don't think it translated into subtitles. That's what happened. Yeah, it was a, it yeah. was just a subtitle um, but, translation thing. But look, we had all this discussion. But the fact of the matter is that we didn't know they were blood related. We didn't necessarily know they were cousins <laughs> until yeah. we read the episode description. Yep, that was interesting. Which is, uh, I, I I don't I, I'm curious because synopsis. I, I don't know if they're given to us by Crunchyroll Funimation, you know, the streaming platform itself. When they're from Jack, you know, when they license shows, since got a high school, it was Crenshaw being on the production committee. Uh, was it dumb writing? Because oftentimes synopsis aren't that long. Like they, these were some pretty lengthy synopsis that we got. Yeah, from I was Gata a high surprised. School, so. And yet, so they often didn't feel like representative of the of the episode at all. I'm trying like, to remember the Naruto thing, which is uh, like at the very beginning, which is like, wow, he said a lot of words, but we didn't actually learn anything. <laughs> the climax said they fought in a cave. <laughs> when the climax synopsis was like that entire final battle apparently um, happened in a cave. Yeah, let me let me find that. Oh yeah, that was... they didn't mention. You guys that. want to talk about the climax? Uh, maybe where where we go well, from I there? I think we need to. Uh, what we a mess! I'm trying to think of like the the time that we have left because I want to make sure that. 15, we have I some think. time. I just want to make sure uh, we, we 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 promised ourselves we would talk about the things we liked about this show. <laughs> I mean, we, we have. Uh, yeah, I mentioned them. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're mentioning positive. It's, it's not think, an yeah. entire roast. We're we're not here to completely destroy. Wait, we did actually talk school. about our, our like bittersweet back and forth relationship with this. It, it, yeah, that's it, true. It was giving us true. definitely bittersweet. Yeah, and I think <laughs> it was definitely a bittersweet episode. If uh, you were just series. to make highlight reels, like this could be. In the highlight real tier list, this could be anime of the year, where you just take the coolest, best five se- fight scenes. You just make an AMV. Great stuff. <laughs> oh, this is like prime AMV material. Yeah. Prime AMV. Just prime, hook prime, it up. AMV stuff. Wake me and up inside. Even with its original audio, you know what? Like, just go, when when I go and look at the Crunchyroll Collection YouTube channel, and they just post a lot of the scenes, half of it, I'm like, dang, this was cool. Like, this yeah, show's cool. Yeah, and I, I think that if I. Yeah, here's my recommendation for whoever has not watched God of High School and for some reason is this sort of our podcast. It's on the 47 minute don't, mark. Don't, don't watch the whole series. Just go on Crunchyroll Collection and watch all of the good parts. Oh my Save god. Yeah, they've curated the good parts for you. That's just how I'm starting to feel about this. Mm-hmm. Going back to the fighting scene. I know we kind of laughed at it with that with the the guy summoning random weapons. I thought that was great. The the drum group. Oh, I love that. Oh, murder oh, hobo. God. Yes. That, that I really was I really like that sequence. Fantastic. Oh. That was absolutely fantastic because it was very Korean. I I'm again not familiar with Kore- Korean culture, but those instruments you hear and you're like, "Ah, you know, it's Korean culture." And it was just <laughs> awesome to see that uh, in, to see the composer incorporate music. Um, that's not traditionally used in an anime, for instance, and staying true to the to the source material, which is you know from a Korean webcomic, which I thought was like very nice. Yeah, like there's good stuff in the show. We promise. <laughs> it's just there's there's not enough of it to offset. <laughs> I wish it was. It's mostly good ingredients. Quite a bit. But it's it's it went yeah, and ruined it's, it by making it into a soup. It's less than the sum of its parts. <laughs> Medi, Medi's a big fan of the soundtrack. I think that the I really like the voice acting in uh, for our our main trio. Uh, I know that uh, Mori's voice actor this was he was originally like stage plays, so this is kind of his first big role as a voice actor. I genuinely enjoyed his performance. I think, especially mm. in the more lighthearted parts of the show, when everybody's laughing and having a good time. That is one of the best expressions of joy through a voice that I think I've ever heard. 
like you can really you genuinely feel like you know he's having a good time you could that that laughter and that like lighthearted tone and it's also for the comedy bits for the for the parts that where it just cuts to like chibi and silly you know and it's all basically just you know vocal performance for your reactions that is very strong voice acting uh and that that's kind of my like silver lining for the show though is is because so much of it like let me down so i'm looking forward to more performances by that voice actor oh without a doubt this is like you mentioned his first um one of his first major vo- wait is this the this is his first time as a lead i think, I think it was his first uh, anime yeah what, what's the lead, name again i think, I, think right. I missed it uh tatsumaru uh, ta- tachibana i think okay thank you yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. correct and, and and that's one thing i loved about jinmori too is what he had this cheerful side and, we, and later on we find you know because he's a monkey or, or of that monkey king and whatnot that we see in episode 13 but that cheerful side and that comedic side that he has uh tachibana did a fantastic job bringing that out especially in the chibi moments which i thought were cute and at least made me chuckle quite a bit throughout the episode which i was like i wish we had more of it and had the epi- you know had the plot and pacing been done so well, the com the com- the comedy side would have been way more just awesome. Yeah. yeah. But you know, for what it was, like it was cute, it was fun. I I laughed and it was nice. The voice cast was pretty good all around. I mean, I'm always a fan of Ayaka Ohashi, um, largely because she's Saya in Bang Dream, and I'm, uh, <laughs> a fan. Listen to Pop and Party on Spotify. No, but seriously, I mean, I mainly heard her. Well, singing, but also as like you know a Genki and girly girl you know protagonist, and I really liked her in Maho Shoujo Ore, for example. But what's cool about Agata High School is for a lot of the parts, it's like okay, she is still being a you know feminine girl, so to speak, and like having fun and doing like a cutesy voice. But then she still has plenty of moments where she's also like, I'm going to break your spine, screaming. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a fun yeah. side. I don't get to hear much. Yeah, that that much more, that much and more aggressive kind of. Of course, I keep saying how I, you know, the minor characters early on captivated me so much more than the mains in many ways, and like I straight up wrote in our episode review for episode two, I was like, Yoshino Hiroyuki's performance is Gogamdo's, like inspiring, different. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's boy, great. I can't wait to like, see more of them. <laughs> you probably here's the thing, if you're listening, I bet you didn't realize that um, the man that voiced Gogamdo voices characters such as uh present mike in hero academia he's normally yeah eccentric and like shouty like yeah or like i don't know almost nerdy in some other roles but here he's just like hello i'm serious and in my more i am called like the surface like, of oh, the water this is cool because mm. i haven't heard you sound like this since like kimono zume which was a long time ago <laughs> uh... go watch kimono zume yeah, he's Kazuma in that. Yeah, because it's like, I, is the same guy first... who plays Ozu from Tatami Galaxy as well? Oh, uh, Ozu, yeah. Oh, that was the same guy? Are you serious? That's what I'm saying, yeah. Ozu's wow. the guy that sounds like that, you know, <laughs> I guess weird. He can also play these serious characters, like, dramatically so well. And every time I hear it, I'm like... How does he do the nasally voice? Like, wow. I know, right? Truly a question for future interviews. So Definitely basically, God of High School could be fixed if our main character was Gogamdo, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the 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 takeaway from this is that God of High School has a lot of fun component parts, but its its plot it structure is so did. drastically weak and disappointing that it wastes all the potential that it had. Don't watch it. Watch the highlights. I I mean, for me, if I think as Nick has mentioned, right? If you just just watch it for watching it. You'll have a splendid time for what it is. Um, for us, we did have to review it. We did have to put on our thinking hats. So mm. that extra bit, it did, it did, it did have us ask a lot of more questions than your typical anime viewer as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, as Nick, I know you wanted to briefly touch on the the climax before we end. It was really funny because I before this podcast, I just realized this now when we were now we're talking about the climax. Uh, Webtoon released a one minute forty sec forty set like almost two minute trailer for God of High School for to promote the video game that came out, and that that trailer essentially goes through the entire first season and it ends with essentially Jinmori punching Kegel and his angel Kegel and Kegel likes those Kegels Jagel Jagel sorry Jagel. Uh, really weird because I knew a guy in high school with that last name, 
<laughs> somehow listening to this right now. What's up? <laughs> so, um, but it was a lot of comments. People being like, "Oh, this it makes sense now because it ends with you know Jinrodi and uh, Jago punching and people getting their abilities and stuff like that." So, um, but Nick, any final comments in terms of like how it ended and such? Um, I mean, I feel bad for the grandpa who's still stuck in a cage. He could have got wished out. But oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Morty's grandpa exists. We failed to mention that ever. The blonde guy exists, oh, too, yeah. dude. Jim Morty's <laughs> entire character has no relevance at all on this plot, and he's also somehow the traitor. Like, literally, what did he's he do? He's the I don't best really... Among Us imposter ever, because he doesn't Wait, do actually, or say anything, no. and we forget he's there. Oh! <gasps> Oh, shit, I didn't realize that. Yeah, Among Us is popular right now. This is actually him. He is the imposter. He's the imposter, yeah. And, like, he just was, like, one episode, like, Jim Morty's He, he showed up in a flashback. And, like, yep. never did anything until the very end where somehow the evil cult guy survived a giant magic nuke out of, like, 100,000 nukes or whatever I just watched. I don't know. The point is, Grandpa's <laughs> in a hole. Poor Grandpa. He could have got out. <laughs> save grandpa save the grandpa Jimori, um go to save grandpa i guess in seriousness i guess the show kind of proves that like i guess animation can't 100 percent carry a show like we thought um yeah like this is this is like the make or break like if this show if this show is 100 percent perfect because of the animation um this is probably like the ultimate example of that i think the converse is true where really good direction and other technical aspects can carry something that doesn't actually have a lot of animation or impressive animation. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I mean, like, I know some people joked about Dr. Stone being basically a PowerPoint presentation, but I found that enjoyable. Yeah. yeah Dr. Stone's good. I like Look it. forward to that. We'll, we'll talk about it soon. Sequel coming soon, January 2021, Woo! unless it gets delayed. Tune in for the for Anime School podcast. Yes. But anyways, uh, with that, that's the God of High School. Um... Any quick final comments from the rest of you guys as we put this show to rest unless a sequel gets announced? Don't, don't do that to me. Don't make me... <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I probably have so many questions unanswered about the story or its characters, and I have to think of the important, most important one. Um... Yeah, I get. Next. I don't know. Every year, hundreds of Mappa animators are forced to adapt 140 <laughs> chapters into 13 episodes. You can stop this by only watching anime originals. <laughs> donate, oh. donate 20 minutes of your time oh a week and watch something else. We neglected to mention the most important thing about this anime, and it is one word I will end this off with: nano machines. Oh my god, no! <laughs> we forgot about that, but holy shit, nano machines. Oh, that's for another take, but that's all the time we have. If you have questions uh, about nano machines, please tweet at, at Konochioda. Yes. You can't plug your own Twitter. 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 I can plug oh. my own Twitter. Also, give me questions for the question corner. I don't have any good ones. Okay, yeah, actually do that. Yeah, we, we're looking for please questions. Please questions. But funny, uh, very final segment, uh, segue. Uh, Mappa is working on an original gymnastics show called uh, Taisho Taiso Samurai, I believe is what it's called. Taiso makes more sense. Taisho is the era. Taiso is like exercise. Like those radio exercises we did, Nibbles. That's Radio Taiso. Oh, yes. Uh, Taiso Samurai. And it is uh, based on some Japanese men's gymnastics, which is an original by Mappa. They're very busy, so... Yeah, there's a lot going on there. And that's another whole can of worms we'll dive into. Can of worms? Boy, I hope not. I hope not too. But anyways, uh, God of High School is currently streaming on Crunchyroll for those in Southeast Asia. It is on Muse Asia. Uh, if you'd like to read the webcomic, it is on Webtoon, published in English. I believe it's ongoing still, so more still. story is being written. Uh, so lots lots to cover for God of High School. If you enjoyed it, great. But we hope you uh, also enjoy some of our feedback with the show. And uh, we'll see where we go next. And with that, uh, this ends the anime training podcast about the god of high school uh we'll see you next week for a topic that i do not remember what we're going to talk about but you'll find out it might be me roasting another show even harder uh i don't let me we have it written down is it next week uh the we're not sure yet oh Uh, wow we did this has nothing to say of the release order as well yeah it's true stay tuned for our uh anticipation and first impressions podcast in the next couple of weeks though 
new season to happen at some point. We're very excited for the new season. New season, very exciting. Anyways, thank you very much. Uh, I am your host, Noobles, with Drunk James. I'm sober now. Nice. I still don't like soup. (laughs) And I'm Nico. Thank you, Nico, for a great normal ending. And with that, uh, thank you very much. We'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Toodles.